Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review. I'm Michael Hamflick from What Culture, and I'm joined by Scott Tailfred Hello. from What Culture to discuss everything that could happen on tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But first, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we're not only preview and review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Collision, Raw, SmackDown, pay per views, premium live events. We also hold wrestler interviews, have roundtables, and have a roundup of the week, complete with the bloody good quiz, of course, on. Wrestle culture, maybe not for the next month. Um, but, uh, and the reason why, of course, uh, things are all higgledy piggledy in the podcast uh, sort of schedule this week, it's the summer holidays. But with this negative comes an enormous positive. It gives me great joy <laughs> to welcome you, Scott, back Thank onto you. the AW podcast. We get requests for you all the time Aww. to get your AW uh, Scott takes <laughs> on, uh, on a product that has experienced quite a lot of change and unrest in 2023, especially, mm-hmm. it would seem. Um, before we get into an absolutely stacked and jacked dynamite, mm-hmm. um, where are you at with AEW in general this year? Like, I can't remember the last time me and you spoke about it, but it feels long enough to have a bit of a catch-up. Yeah. Not least, sorry, when we're, like, what, 10 days away from... The biggest wrestling event in the history of wrestling, yeah. That's not even a bit. That's not even <laughs> hyperbolic. They are something like, as we uh, record, they are something like 650 tickets away from um, distributing more than WWE for WrestleMania 32, mm-hmm. considered legitimately the biggest uh, wrestling crowd ever, mm-hmm. outside of uh, North Korea event where they were forced to go. This is going to be the one. Right, okay. It's going to be the one. So your four-year love affair with AEW leading at this event, <laughs> where you at? It's a weird one, man. This this year has been weird. So I thought the last time we were on, or the last time that I remember being on, we talked about it was just after Orange became the uh, international champ or whatever oh, it is. Yeah, and it was that way. It was whatever that was. So that was like a couple what of months a ago. A he's run. on. He's had a lovely little run. Probably the best championship run that I've seen so far. I guess, apart from yeah. me being a big hangman mark. Anyway, yeah. but still, it's one of those things where AEW is so messy, man. Like, because mm. I I don't have the insider knowledge that you have and the team has and whatever. So I am largely watching it as a TV show. So I'm kind of watching it more from like a you know as much. A storytelling point of view, as I am just watching the level of athleticism, the, the yeah. different spots, and everything else. But I do want payoffs to certain beats. Mm-hmm. Like right now, it's just weird because I was going with the whole BCC versus Elite thing, and I quite like the idea that the two biggest entities at the heart of the company are warring, and yeah. it pulls everyone in. I know from you and Sid and everyone else telling me about how Jericho is that he forces his way into everything. <laughs> so that felt like Jericho going, like, Can I get in on that? Because yeah. like, I probably should be part of this. Um, but that was like an exciting thing. And then Blood and Guts like, was so 
performance to me I thought was really really flat mm-hmm. um, and then I thought Abushi was a massive letdown I'd heard so much about Abushi mm. was I that thought, your first look at Kota Abushi uh, other than the links that Sid sent me there was yeah. like and I'd, I'd watched a couple of Golden Lovers documentaries and stuff um, yes. I think maybe on Drop Mick Wrestling I can't remember but there was a YouTube channel that had a mm-hmm. history of the Golden Lovers so I watched that and I thought he was a bit flat um, but my, my ultimate point that I'm saying is that they don't really have that many storylines that I'm checking in on going I can't wait to see what happens next with this Yeah, like they kind of have it with Cole and MJF mm-hmm. but that thing feels so thrown I mean I love it I'm having fun with it but it's not got the stakes to it like um, in the because I'm at the minute with all the stuff that's happening with Punk I'm going back over and watching some of like the Hangman versus the when Hangman and Punk were squaring off or yeah. like when Kingston came out and said those things to Punk and it was like you could read it in KFM or it was real life or whatever you're getting both you're getting both. it made wrestling feel real yeah, yeah 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 and it was like I love that's why I'm there like mm-hmm. that's what I bought into I, I was spoiled and I've said this before when I've been on the pods I was very much spoiled by the run of Punk and MJF because that mm. was such a gold standard that I assumed was the standard yeah. and it wasn't it was that was an exception for it to be that good for that long um, and nothing else is anywhere near that at the minute for me so I find Dynamite's really really messy and I don't know what I'm going to get I don't even know what matches are on it until like you know hardly any of it gets advertised very well yeah um, and then I turn up and I'm like well where's Kenny oh he's in a backstage spot for like 30 seconds come back next week whatever yeah. the people that I'm there for are ne- very rarely reliably there and then collision's quite tight but it also feels like a completely separate company's making that well that's what I was going to ask you there let's jump on that but we are going to obviously preview this week's Dynamite but it's nice to get this sort of opportunity where mm. we can catch up a little bit and touch base on AW it's interesting you make that point about Dynamite mm. I think that has been a long held criticism of Dynamite pretty much for its existence right but enough People that watch every week, people that are just like trapped in the bubble, ensconced in it like we are, mm-hmm. ex- either accept things or just know that the you know the longer form promo. So Kenny Omega is a great example. Yep. The longer form match of the promo is coming. It is coming, and then sometimes it, you do feel like your faith hasn't been rewarded. Mm-hmm. It's like where is my? And this is where you feel greedy, and where you probably saw from a distance maybe some of the discourse over the weekend about yep. the Kenny singles trios rumors. Yes, we'll get to well, that. I joined in on. on. That. Well, well, this is it. You know, there's going to be some focus on that on tonight's Dynamite. Mm-hmm. But just as a contrast to that, I think that is like, um, it's certainly my perspective, as why early collision has really hit and yep. really connected. The smaller cast is evident, but the feeling of, and this isn't perfect and this doesn't uh, apply to every single wrestler on that collision mm-hmm. roster, but it does sort of feel like the person you were asked to invest in last week is back again this week with more fee to invest in. The example I used was Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. I feel like that man has had an overnight turnaround in what looked like a career that somehow, like a Ricky Starks had no right to be going off the rails, right. and yet there we were. And now, pretty much, if you think about when Collision debuted and he was kind of a hanger-on with CMFTR, yeah. and now he's about to walk into, like, a rubber match with mm-hmm. Punk as the show's top heel. And, maybe? like, compared to Hobbs, who just hasn't... Oh, I've got the book again, guys. Yeah. Like, See, it's, sure. it's still not perfect, but that's it. Like, it feels like Collision is the place where those mm. rehabs can happen, and it does. Well, like, the contrast is clear, and that's not a bad thing. No. But well, the thing is that, I, like, the thing that I'm yearning for is a level of planning, a level of oversight, a level of, um, I'm going to call it, like, authorship. Like, you talk about, like, comparing different styles of narratives. Like, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of anime, I play a lot of video games, I watch a lot of TV shows and movies. One of the things that I've grappled with a lot, grappled with, uh, <laughs> since coming in, is accepting what wrestling storytelling is. And it's mm. almost like a happy accident. It's sort of like, well, we tease one thing yeah. one week, like Sonny being with the baddies or something. Yeah. Um, or Sonny potentially going with the baddies, Sonny changing allegiances or whatever it is. Nothing happens for three 
three months. And then if you ever go back to that, it's like, well, that was always the plan. We always saw we were seeding that years ago. We're doing You're being this. quite generous there, Scott. Maybe, yeah. yeah I mean, no, just, that's like, just pulling a random example out of someone no, but who that's I a great point. wanted like, to see more of or something. There are things that we tolerate. The the Kenny Trio's conversation, there were plenty of people, and they were saying it in good faith. I, I didn't agree, but mm. I believe they were saying it in good faith. Well, there is story there. Like, these stuff goes back years through New Japan. It's yeah. like... Has it ever been mentioned well, on AEW so television? Like, so would Scott Tailford care <laughs> until, until potentially he's told to when, like, Omega sits down with Jim Ross or because, like, one of us has sent you an Ibushi mm. documentary to watch, like, would there be a way for you to thread together the Bullet Club and the Golden Lovers plus one? Well, that's the or, thing, right? you, Like, it's, that's a bigger ask than just... Two weeks ago on Dynamite, these two got into a fight. Yeah, and it's like, and I totally get that me coming in, like, you know, I haven't, I hadn't watched wrestling for like 20 odd years. I come in now, there's a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm going to have missed. Mm. There are going to be references to wider, either um, other promotions or wider storylines or why someone hates someone, whatever it is, that like, I, I do need to do a level of due diligence to keep up. Like, that's fine. Like, mm. you know, if you're picking up on season 20 of a TV show and they're referencing stuff, like, sure, it's always going to be there. Should be fun, right? Like, yeah, but it, and it I, ca- I came back to gaming, mm-hmm. like, in your world through the Switch and through yes. a lot of help from you and Josh. Uh, but then through Mario Odyssey, for example, it made me sort of almost work backwards through to the Mario lore mm. I'd missed over the fat end of about 30 years. <laughs> and then I felt completely up to date by the time the film came along. And it uh-huh. just feels like, oh my God, I'm back in the world. I tell you and what, it's right. like that's, that you should be allowed, if, like, if the thing inspires such passion in mm-hmm. you, then it makes you want to go backwards and it makes you want to plug in some gaps and yeah. things like that. I'll tell you what I realised um, which is uh, I, I, one of the things that I realised like after watching so much AEW is like Tony Khan's master plan if, it, if this is his master plan this whole idea of like rising tide raises all ships kind yeah. of thing he's got me watching the G1 he's got me watching AAA he's mm-hmm. got me watching all this stuff because he's seeding it all through AEW like hey here's this dude uh, Vikingo he's incredible go watch his match go yeah. like you know Kingston's over in the G1 so watch him for a bit and then I discover like uh, Naito I discover all these other dudes yeah. and all of that totally works. I don't know how much of that is like planned down to the the T, but I have such a greater respect and um, you know exposure to the wider world of wrestling yeah. that obviously WWF and WWE never did. They never needed to, quote unquote, but they never bothered with it. Mm. And I love wrestling more because of the way that AEW overall has approached the sport or uh, approached yeah. the the product or whatever you want to call it. And um, there's more encouragement of that wider set thing. Um, at the same time, week to week, one of the things that I love the most because of when I came in, because it was Punk and MJF, is that idea of a week to week story and what the hell's going to happen next. I can't wait to see. Um, mixed with the kayfabe, mixed with the improvisational side of it, etc. Mm. Um, I think that's why people get so caught up right now in all the Punk Hangman stuff. And like that's what makes it fascinating and unlike anything else. But if you're not taking the overall level of authorship where it doesn't feel like you're actually knitting storylines together yeah. or like you're building to something or whatever. Um, that was one of the only reasons that I watched AW All Access because I was like, I wanted see what the hell's going on. I know it's all fake. And yeah, no. It's curated. I, yeah. they, they, re, uh, they re-film scenes that happen in real I life. I always think with those shows, it's just as fascinating to look at what's going on in the background as the foreground yeah. because the setting's real even if the set piece isn't. Yeah, exactly. You know? But it was like in that, you get to see Tony Khan when like, I think it's like Samuel Tai goes up to him and asks for like a development in their character mm. and he pulls out this little bit of paper that folds and folds and folds and becomes this big A1 yeah. sheet of paper. <laughs> and he's like, oh, here's my plan. He's like, I have you here and in four more weeks you'll be here, then mm-hmm. here. And I'm like, cool. So there is something. It yeah. doesn't feel like there is when I'm watching it week to week, but there is something here. Um, and I'm hoping for that and wanting more of that. I think there's a messiness to AEW and I imagine there are a million moving parts. But at some point, I'm just a person watching a show and I would like it to be more engaging than it is. Scott, I could have this specific messy conversation with you all day, <laughs> bouncing back and forth. And I dare say our listeners would prefer it to previewing some of the stuff we've got here. Well, we'll see. But it does sort of give us the segue because we're two weeks away from All In. 
And Why does it feel so weird? Right, and next week is Fighter Fest, and this week is Fight for the Fallen. By the way, yes, they're doing a nice thing for um, Maui, which is great. Like this is not a knock at the idea of let's raise some money. No, fantastic. And the Fight for the Fallen branding has typically been for fundraising, but it is a bit weird that like yeah. these two television specials that would typically be peppered throughout the year are back to back in the run up <laughs> to again, literally the biggest show ever, and then another show which feels a little bit like there, there has been a, certainly a groundswell to suggest that All In is as much a promo package for All Out. And I'd, there's debate on all of this, but like it, f- speaking on this side of the ocean at the moment, yes. certainly, I do sense that like we are a little bit more hurt by this on account of, all right, yeah, it's in our backyard, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. but it's also in a stadium that you are not going to run no, I just, full ever again. You're not going to hit a stadium at a crowd of capacity ever again. Kenny Omega tonight will sit down with Jim Ross to talk about what he's going to do at All In after a promo with um, Scoops himself, Alex Marvin, <laughs> last week, where he confirmed, oh, like, what, what are you up to? What are you up to? Um, this is not, in my opinion, and I, <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble over Twitter of the week because I'm going to try and be more gentle a few days removed. <laughs> Kenny Omega might not always be the top star of AEW. Mm. He might not always be the world champion of AEW, but I think to a lot of people, and I think myself included, he is most representative of uh, AEW's very existence because he is, mm. on his day, the best wrestler in the world. And I'm wearing a CM Punk t-shirt sitting across from you right now. Yeah. But Kenny Omega is the best. Like you were saying that about uh, like Tony Khan helping you like invest in other mm. promotions. Mm. Kenny Omega helped me invest in New Japan. Mm. Like so he was a guy like so around 2016 that same experience of like I need more of him and then you go chase more of him and there's him and him and him and him mm. he's like Jesus Christ this is the best, right? But we get the common criticism and I don't know if you feel this is that we never quite get enough of that Kenny Omega in AEW and whether that's through matches through presentation whatever. The point is clearest here where we are less than two weeks from the show and we still don't know what he's doing and the rumours of what we are doing is being one of six men in a match and occasionally tagging in. Yeah, and it's not that like, if that if that is what we get, mm-hmm. then cool. Because for me, that's cool because I haven't seen any of those people in real life yet. Six great but, wrestlers. But that's such a baseline thing. Like yeah. for me, the Wembley thing is weird because there should be some matches on there. FGR on the Bucks is a big deal, but that's a big deal by default. It's the third one. Whatever. I would defend it is biggest wrestling event of all time. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest title match in wrestling. Right, it's yeah. The, it's the one match that fits the bill. Regardless of a lack of a build now, it mm-hmm. is the biggest tag match in all of wrestling. Yeah, so, my my core thing with any match is that if I know who's going to win, I don't care. Like, I don't ah, care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it, but I don't really care. Yeah. Like, I've got to feel it. i got to feel it. And mm-hmm. like, if, if, it's, uh, if it was Swerve against Keith Lee, either of them could lose. Yeah. If it's MJF versus anybody, MJF's going to win. Like uh, mm. nine times out, I just don't buy that he's going to lose, and I, which is why I loved the MJF versus Danielson because they really made me believe in the last sort of five yeah. ten minutes, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, "Oh, you've got me!" Like I was on the edge of my seat, like a little child watching that <laughs> match. One of my favorite matches I've ever seen. Um, but that so far, there's not been anything booked for Wembley where it genuinely has that. Oh my god, I don't know who's actually going to get that. You know when we were going into Hangman versus Punk, mm-hmm. and we didn't know who the hell was going to win. Yeah. Maybe you did, I didn't. No, no, and no. Was, I, yeah, I remember everyone it. having those conversations. That's what Wembley should feel like. It should mm-hmm. have that big thing of like, "Oh my god." going to have to see I can't believe you're going to see that in person wrestling is supposed to fool you that the show yeah. you're building up to is the end of the world yeah and then just sneak in at the end by the way see you tomorrow yeah like that, like, but like, <laughs> come oh, back for more it's supposed yeah it's supposed to be the world ends and if you're not if you miss it you miss out yeah world, and like one of those the the world, yeah. damning things you could say about Wembley right now is that you could arguably miss it 
Like, yeah. if, like FTL Bucks is like that's historic. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole and MGF feels like it's born out of this weird skit that got legs and they put a YouTube video out on it and then now they're selling three t shirts a week or whatever. I'll tell you what, then let's cover that first mm-hmm. because we do have we'll come back to Kenny Omega then. MGF and Adam Cole are talking about the main event of all in. That's how the graphic is presented tonight. They will talk about the main event of all in. Yeah. Presumably they'll also I cringed at that sentence as well. <laughs> or, they, or they'll just talk about what what? It's uh, it's 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 not quite Eddie Kingston addresses his enemies. No, it? it's not. They uh, they will presumably fold in the fact that they're also gonna work the uh, the buy-in, the zero-hour match mm-hmm. against Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor tag belts. Um, so, yeah, like, how do you foresee this segment going on Dynamite? And what are your thoughts in general about the quite bold move to show you your main eventers mm-hmm. as the first guys to walk out there before the main show's even started? It's, it's, I think it's pretty unique. I think it's pretty it's interesting, pretty but it's a gamble. Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the, obviously they've seeded so much that they're going to betray each other, and then they haven't, and that's kind of the angle in itself. Yeah. Um, they keep the way the camera work is, or whatever it is. I have to imagine that, the thing that I kind of want to happen is, I kind of want them to beat Aussie Open, so that they're, but I want them to do it where, like, MGF, like, uses the ring, does some illegal way of winning, the Cole actually isn't cool with in the end anyway. Yeah. But then they're locked together through the belts, and then, but then Cole's, actually, I can't be with this guy, then he has to fight him for the belt, he loses is the heavyweight championship they are fractured but they are actually together as ring okay, of yeah, champs yeah. I want something dynamic like that um, because for me I feel like you have to do MGF is like he's he's incredible in terms of the way that he thinks the various psychology, psychologies through of his matches mm-hmm. I always find that he gives an extra layer to whatever he's doing even if it was that four way match with Jungle Boy and Darby yeah. and Sammy um, he always does something else whether he's doing the other person's finisher or he seeds their history into it or whatever it is and I don't know what the extra layer to this is yet um, and I'm waiting for that to drop because at the minute it's just been this really fun skit heavy SNL type thing which is it's been done really well I think he actually has awesome comedic timing and everything but I'm just waiting for that other little layer to come in um, because he's sort of at least kind of like shown his hand where he's like well I am a scumbag I am going to betray you lol but not yet Mm -hmm. and I'm like so there must be something else that you're going to do and I was like what else can you add to this he's kind of brought that back out of Adam Cole as well yeah exactly Cole's doing that exact thing of like you didn't count on me being just as dodgy and dicey as you yeah yeah. and it's easy to forget that he like was heel for so long Mm -hmm. and like uh, like one of my favourite things not to mention Hangman again is the time when he did the fake messiah of him during that match I love that spot and so it's one of those things where yeah I'm waiting for something else to happen I think Cole will actually probably betray MJF first because that's like the lesser expected thing Mm -hmm. but ultimately yeah I want them to like do something in the in the zero hour thing that I assume right now MGF's already planned out, and then have that be make the main event way more dynamic. It's just weird that that dynamic is going to have to land with an eighty thousand crowd on the day, yeah, and and it can't be done beforehand. I think there's a very boring business reason why this. <laughs> like, I love it. I love them. I love the idea of the tag match because I think there are a few characters that can comfortably generate a massive reaction because that always used to be the thing. It's like you're seeing them straight away, mm. so you're sucking the people have used online the money in the bank. The famous CM Punk John Cena Money in the Bank main right. event and the idea of like you him out there first as well as last and the atmosphere would be mm. way flatter because you've already that moment of seeing the star for the first time is that is part of what generates the pop, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is a rule proven exception because I think you will see them together as a tag team. You'll get the um, the mashed up music. Yes. And then you'll see them presented as individual stars with the whatever's happened earlier in the night feeding into the drama of the main event. Mm-hmm. But also I think genuinely there is a business rationale to this. It's 80,000 people, Mm -hmm. and it's the last thing you want is at any point, especially on the main card, this to not look as visually impressive as 80,000 people. Mm -hmm. This will get people in the building during the pre-show. EW pre-shows traditionally. There's been the odd big match on a pre-show going back the years of pay-per-views they've done now, Mm -hmm. but typically it's the opportunity for you to just get in the building, Mm -hmm. like get your food, get your merchandise, Mm -hmm. whatever. They want people in their seats 
for this match. They need it to be a big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. It's, it's the main event is going for a set of tag belts. I think they want that match as their last opportunity for the people to filter in mm-hmm. so that when that show goes live, full crowd. <laughs> like looking as good as it can possibly look. The best first impression. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's not just Wembley Stadium. It's the attendance we told you it was going to be. It was indeed the biggest event. That's the a op- really good point. Yeah. The opener that uh, I have no doubt Chris Jericho will steal so that everybody, like, he wants, he wants all 80,000 mouths singing Judas, for example. Yes. Like, I just... I feel like that's a big part of it that you can't say yeah. it's boring rationale, but they've come up with the best possible narrative mm-hmm. explanation. Um, I think both things are true. Like I just, like I said, I think the way that MJF approaches his matches, he'll there has to be something else to it. It can't just oh, be yeah. a, a standard tag match kind of thing. Um, I don't know how long Aussie Open have been champs for. I know that they're obviously a way more deserving tag, mm-hmm. so it's like a weird thing if you take it off them to give it to this ostensibly joke team. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know because it's I don't drawn, know. You know MJF and Adam Cole for all like it, it does feel lightweight. Mm. Put the merchandise. Uh, yeah. It's been the hot seller. Like music's their, awesome. Their quarter, the music rules. Their quarter hours have been good. Like objectively, there are metrics to say that this has been a success, as mm-hmm. well as if you happen. Like I love this angle, mm-hmm. but that you know I, there have been a lot of debates about is it world title worthy? Well, it's doing the numbers that suggests it is. It's, it's just it's it's weird because you mentioned Omega before, and then I rambled on about fifty different things. But like that whole <laughs> that whole thing of no, like, it's a good segue back to Kenny because that's yeah. kind of the opposite at the moment. Isn't well, it? because a rumor that's doing the rounds at the minute, and I say a rumor as in there was a tweet that got liked a lot, and I saw it, and I'll go, that's a rumor. <laughs> is Omega against Okada and I was like I would love that yeah, that, that would be, be incredible that would be, that would be something that would immediately be historic and it would immediately be the level that I want personally want for Wembley for a Wembley match mm-hmm. because like I said it's not Adam Cole versus MJF personally because that's too made up on the spot and like you said there are metrics there but then what the hell was in motion before those metrics like uh, the Better Than yeah. Your Baby has only been a thing for like what three weeks like a month like it's barely anything yeah. what we've known about All In for like four months or something a- like April. that was April when, yeah, was so like all... what was the original plan I know one of the original plans was Danielson Omega which I kind of wish never leaked because then I got very sad reading that we maybe could have had that that feels Wembley yeah, that that rematch yeah. that would have been perfect it's weird isn't it like there are a lot of you don't have to be in the weeds of wrestling mm-hmm. or anything like that to just sometimes know that it, that it just it's is. a feeling it like, just is like yeah. Wembley uh, uh, Danielson Omega 2 is Wembley ready and I, I I could offer you a thousand words as to why but ultimately I think you already know that it is yeah. and like the, the, I think that's the, I think that was something that you couldn't really the argument was never going to get anywhere a shock on X because <laughs> ultimately like there were people that saw the rumored trios match and you know like, just for anybody that like was living under a rock over the weekend or is simply watching week to week and there has been no tease of it online other than <laughs> on collision I think when the Bing Bing Gang mentioned they were the most elite version of Bullet Club so yes. there was the the first mention that these are going to mix in together the rumor of the weekend was uh, from Dave Meltzer so fairly reputable typically in these situations mm. that it was going to be Kenny Omega um, and his golden lover's partner Kota Ibushi along with Hangman Page versus uh, Jay White Juice Robinson and Kanosuke Takeshita which mm-hmm. of course brings the Takeshita Callis out in from their feud with Kenny Omega mm-hmm. created a bit of a kickoff uh, a Kenny Omega singles match in itself is a draw Kenny versus a Danielson versus Okada previously versus an Osprey before mm-hmm. that conversation went away there are these certain Kenny opponents that exist on a higher plane than mm-hmm. many others none of this really applied I was even worked last week when the singles match came up into thinking it was going to be Kenny versus Hangman as right. a kind of all babyface version of the full game match they had All right. Well, they, of, they, if they'd which again it. would feel mm-hmm. like 
This is, this well, is AW's biggest like, night, you know? Like, I talked about, like, you know, like, narratives and, and week-to-week payoffs and whatever. When I came in, obviously, it was the punk stuff that I came in on, but then mm. it was Hangman getting the belt from Omega. Yeah. And it was the the, the nod, the, the Matt Jackson nod of, like, oh I'm guess. actually siding yeah. with you instead. Like, that's incredible. Fine beat. Been completely left alone. There's more been done with that on being the elite than there has on TV. Yeah. Like, and where he's, like, deciding whether to send the text or not and mm-hmm. admit to stuff and whatever else. And it's like, they didn't do anything with that. But if they picked it back up, then, like I said, mentioned narrative framings before and mediums and stuff if they pick that up now then it would be like well they seeded that last year and it's like okay I guess the payoff is still there but there's a huge gap in between what here. really happened is you dropped it and picked it back up yeah exactly, exactly. So but, you, but you could you could play into that as well I was going to say if you wanted to do Hangman versus yeah. Omega you could be, you could do that and that would fracture Kenny and he's all solo without Callus anyway so whatever well I'll go into your head then um, what's Kenny going to say Who's he, who, what's he going to do <sighs> I just like I just want it to be one of those one of those oh my god I can't believe I'm going to see that matches mm. because for whatever reason like you said some of it is like a feeling where if it is that six man thing it's cool to see those people I would I I would if it, if I'm just booking it I'll take Omega against Takeshita because I want the the one on one thing yeah um, I would take Kenny against Osprey for the sake of making that a trilogy mm. and then it's like because you've had one one of them's won each time or whatever so you do the finale to that yeah I'm sure Osprey's already booked the night before or something though so he's it's a working lot for him. yeah he's working Rev Pro against Shingo but that's right. that's Obviously, leading the rumors into thinking that he's going to be at when mm. he's going to be on. He's going to be at his big show. Mm-hmm. Forbidden Door folded him into AEW. Laura's right. Aussie Opens. Yeah, uh, Trio's yeah. partner. So there's lots of re- and uh, you know we're going to get to possibly how he folds in on this dynamite. I just want something huge where I don't know who's going to win. And I genuinely don't, and I care about both sides winning, or I care about one side losing. I just want something like that. Like Omega Takeshita would be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like like Hangman against um, Mox again or something like that yeah. would be cool. Um, Hangman Mox is one of my favorite matches of the last few. Months. The Revolution. Yeah, yeah. yeah Texas yeah, Deathmatch thing, so like, great, it? stuff like that. Like I just, I'm a, the Hangman and Kingston are my top two, and right now neither of them have anything for this. So I'm yeah. kind of just, I'm just kind of waiting. Okay. I want Kingston to come in and shut Punk up. That's, <laughs> that's a different thing altogether. <laughs> the Hurricane from Full Gear 2021, yeah. just all over again. Yeah. <laughs> There's the Ganzo bomb. Um, well, we're gonna we'll segue on to like another potential all in development, even if it's less explicit. Um, well, super quick, what would you do for Kenny? What would you would you have? If it was up to me, yeah, yeah. I think now was like if it was my choice. And I couldn't pull the like the Okada rabbit out of the hat mm. to catch in a singles. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like they've parked that real like I was there in Vegas when Takeshita turned heel at the end of Anarchy in the Arena. Mm-hmm. And then Callus drags him out of the cage at Blood and Guts. And that feel like they were putting a pause mm. on the like it's always there. I, I know that these wrestlers just because they're right now not opposed against each other on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not friends all of a sudden. <laughs> but equally, I don't feel like the heat has been particularly turned up on that hostility. I don't know how they didn't pay that off. Like that that heat when Don Callis couldn't get the microphone to be loud enough to go over the crowd. Yeah. That was like, capitalise on that. We have dipped from there. And ideally, at this point, that's where you want the heat for. Mm-hmm. Like I need Kenny to fight Takeshita because I need him to get his hands on Callis. And more, yeah, more Kenny and, versus Dal- uh, Callis stuff. And I kind of worry about this trio as much because I do feel like that might happen at All Out in Chicago. Yeah. And then we've just watched the match to build a match. That's this. That's in, my in, it's Wembley Stadium with eighty thousand. But the biggest show AEW will ever do for a minimum of, I would say, I've said, <laughs> I've said on like other podcasts, five to ten years, like mm. maybe ever. Yeah, well, Ma- that's the thing. maybe ever there will one day build a two hundred thousand seat coliseum, and who knows, <laughs> AEW could be so popular that could run it. Maybe we'll get shows up in space, but like right now, mm. they're not doing eighty thousand people again for a minimum of half a decade. To Which a decade. is the tag on to all the like? Oh, it feels a bit weird. Oh, but don't worry, you know, next time around we'll have Hater back, we'll have Pack back, we'll have Danielson back. It's like, okay, well, why are we? Why are you going to next time? Yeah, knock this out the park and guarantee there even is a next time. Like this is a one. Well, not one slide. This is the first time they've done this. Mm. So it, like, it just it just should mean more than it 
it does. And it's always the case that AEW does pull stuff out last minute. Like, they are kind of known for it. This is the but, other point, by the way. The yeah. show's going to rule. Like, we're all going <laughs> to... We're, we're going to be hugging and crying at the end of the night, yeah. Scott, right? It's going to be this awesome time. But um, for years and years and years, um, I don't know how, like, plugged into WWE you were, but, like, NXT yeah. was, like, this critically acclaimed brand at one point. Right. The takeovers were always absolutely amazing. They continued to be great after, like, a lot of the week-to-week booking kind of fell off mm. and, like, NXT's golden era came to an end. But the takeovers always delivered. Mm. That is a way to do business. But is it the way? I would argue no, because no. the anticipation is part of the package. It's part of the fun. Like, I'm going to see the Cribs on Sunday for the goddamn millionth time, <laughs> but I've spent the week getting jazzed, yeah, just yeah. getting excited about the Cribs all over again. I could see a hundred more times, mm-hmm. but this week I'm just like hitting the playlist over and over and over again, hoping for my favourites, going on set list. It is absolutely part of what you buy into when yeah. you make that financial investment. Well, do you like? Do you think that's a that's the weird thing, right? Because I'm trying to like think of the way Khan thinks, where I'm like, okay, you already have <laughs> good luck. I know, right? <laughs> With fifty thousand thoughts a day, <laughs> it's being filled now, but <laughs> but it's like you already have eighty thousand people there. They are going to, in theory, eighty thousand tickets sold through whatever it is that like you have the audience. So you quote unquote don't need to do anything. They're going to be there anyway. Okay. Ugliest attitude that though. right. So yeah. then it's like, but then do you then try and play that as a positive, where like no one knows what we're actually going to get, and is that in itself quite special in wrestling history, etc.? Because mm-hmm. then dream matches, Okada walks out, and then Omega walks. Out. I don't know. Yeah, like I have no idea. There was a picture of that from Bully Ray, the right. former Bubba Ray from the Dudley Boys, right, okay. a few weeks ago. And he was kind of rounded on for it. Um, I get what he was just saying. Keep the I wouldn't card, want that. Keep the whole card a mystery, mm. and I think that's it. I think it's like that is needlessly neglecting a really fun part of the experience, yeah. which is getting excited to see your faves. Just because you know they're going to be there, you'd probably rather know what they were up to. Yeah, well, like I said, I was legitimately gutted reading that we could have potentially got Omega versus Danielson. Like, yeah. I love Danielson. Maybe he's my number three or something. Like, mm. he's right up there. Um, and that would have been an incredible Wembley-level match. Like, but the, that's, I guess, underneath all of it, for this Kenny segment, I just want something where I go, oh my God, I can't wait to see that. Because I actually don't have anything at Wembley at the minute where I can't wait to see it. I'm going to be there anyway. Like you said, it's going to be great. But it doesn't have that top-level thing yet. We, um, So, yeah, Chris Jericho giving his answer to Don Callis. Mm. Um, <laughs> where, Does anyone care about that? Well, I, see, like... Callis family? Right. So the Don Callis family oh, currently doesn't exist, but he's spoken about it in such a way that it feels like it's... Does it feel like it, or am I just manifesting this? It feels like a stable is existing. Don Callis sent a bunch of his like devotees to abuse my mm. Twitter over the weekend, so mm. we're not mates this time today. <laughs> but the, the idea of it is that, like, obviously there is a fam. Like him mentioning it, he's invisible hand, right? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there is a stable that exi- currently exists in the background, and it'll probably reveal itself. In- Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It'll be this great big shocking twist. Okay, okay. Kenny Meg is going to be in big trouble. I'm saying this, I don't know, but right, that okay. feels like... I didn't thought of it that way, so that's cool. But that, you know... And obviously, Chris Jericho would be a big part of it if he joins. What What have you made of the like last week's <clears throat> emotional JAS split and the potential of Chris Jericho? And are you aware of where this is all going? Because at the moment, no. it's very much rooted in reality rather than the the fantasy of it all. So about I would say maybe four or five weeks ago, the story got out. The rumored match, a bit like this trials thing, the rumored match, and it was on the docket. And immediately, a bunch of very cynical, hardened wrestling fans, <laughs> miserable bastards like myself and Cedric, both went. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay. I've heard this. Right. I, and no. it's where's the, and you were somebody that watches this TV show every week. <laughs> I've seen no indication of this. No. But we, the old cynics, go, and Jericho fancies an Osprey match, so that's what's happening. Yeah. Like, but obviously Callis and Osprey have got the um, alignment from Forbidden Door. Um, unofficial for now, but, you know, like, yeah. because of the Kenny Omega stuff. So that gets together and... Callis has tried to bring Jericho in. Does Jericho then say, last week was a ruse. I'm more JS than ever. And he goes, I knew you'd say that, Chris. And Will Ospreay beats him up. That's some 4D chess that, with chess boards that I forgot existed. Like, yeah, that whole forbidden door thing. You've given it three too many dimensions. No, there, well, the thing though. is, like, it, that would work. Like, that definitely works, like, on paper. Like, it's just yeah. the, I mean, I wouldn't care for me. Just You're into to, the match? No, like, just to say, to say it outright, I would think that Osprey's abilities are wasted on Jericho. It's not that I don't enjoy it, but I barely do a Jericho match. It's mm-hmm. fine. Like, he was my favorite when I was a kid. Um, I think it's impressive that, like, he's still doing it. My thing with Jericho is that I want him to be the Lionheart thing. Like, almost like what, what Matt Hardy did for a bit, where it's like he channels a different persona depending on which okay, version yeah. of him and you call out. Moxley quick by the lake match. Keep yeah, yeah, yeah. Asked, it's like it, yeah. someone calls out the old Stu Hart version. Someone calls out, like, different eras of him, and yeah. then he comes out, and he's more tenacious. He's the paymaker. He's whatever else, depending on what he needs to do. I kind of would be up for a Jericho solo run because I definitely never needed the Jericho Appreciation Society. Okay. Um, I always thought that was really flat and a terrible name and I just didn't like any of that stuff. So, Does yeah. he join the family tonight then? I... No, I don't personally don't think so. I don't. Ho- I hope not. I think he does. I think he goes away from both okay. because he's he's worth more. Um, like you know, than both than both of those things. Unless you're right, and there is more to the Callus thing. But Callus calling it the family. I didn't know what the hell that was. I was like, why? Are you, why are we pretending this is more than you just breaking away from Kenny? Yeah, like you're you're a dude with a giant head scar. Like it's not. <laughs> I don't know what this is. You're not like this emperor. He's got Takeshita as his new son because he's gotten bored of his old yeah. washed one in Kenny Omega. Which is, that's the thing that's so fascinating is I want, because that whole idea that Kenny loses when he's not with um, Callis or whatever it was. Yeah. There's a whole thing about like if Kenny's not with a team, he loses kind mm. of thing. Even though he's thought of as a singles guy for the most part. Um, that's fascinating. I want those conversations between Kenny and Callis. They haven't done anything with that. And yeah. it's been like a month like since it happened. It's one thing to leave a lot implied, but it's quite another to just have it not no. exist at all. That's, the thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. Why it, that's why it doesn't work for me watching it as a TV show because you almost leave on cliffhangers and you never pick it back up. Mm. And like some of the best shows of all time kind of do that eventually, but most of it, if you're leaving on something, you want to pick it back up next week. And yeah. wrestling storytelling just doesn't do that. Well... Yeah, that that that's leads me to this is not a particularly interesting match, mm. but then maybe there is a sort of overlap with this Omega thing mm. with um, many of the characters we've been discussing here, I guess. The Young Bucks are in action tonight. Um, yes. They return to the tag division. Um, they've only had, like, up until last week's Dynamite, they've only had, on my count, three tag matches in 2023. M and FCR, MIA for the most Loads part. of trios, loads of multi-mans, the like. Um, 
and obviously they got the win against the Hardy Boys last week. Um, whatever. <laughs> uh, the Young Bucks are taking on the Guns this week, who of course are now new members of Bullet Club Gold. Yes. And that would seemingly bring the elite and Bullet Club Gold together, which would again lend credence <sighs> to this Kenny Six Man. Is how you see, like how, yeah. like it's not that they're not now better late than never, I suppose, folding these things into one another. But then when they do that, it's not necessarily like you want to see the outcome. I just, it's just, I mean, the thing is, like, I'm not, it's just, it's a weird feeling, right? Because we're, we're not trying to articulate like feelings when you, when someone presents you with mm-hmm. a match. But there's something, if you just, if you just atomize that six man and just made it, I mean, I guess like Mox isn't in that at the minute, but if you just make that a series of singles matches, to me, that's more interesting. Yeah, of course. Because then there's more stakes to who loses. And, and I don't know who's going to win each one. No. Like, there's more you can do there. For whatever reason, and like I said, it's almost like a psychological God, I wish I'd just, like, taking thing. you with me arm in arm when, we, when I was having fights on Twitter at the weekend, Scott. This is exactly what I need. Well, I joined in a little bit with, because uh, I saw Sidgwick um, tweeting some stuff, and I was like, yeah, I feel this too. So yeah. I was just like, where, where is the big match? <laughs> and uh, I was, like, going along with it for a bit. But, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, I'm like, right now, we have MJF Cole, we have FTF, FTR Bucks, there's the women's four-way, which I, I hate, we can talk about that in a bit. Yeah. I, I hate that thing. I think it just looks, like, it's just the most foregone conclusion, arbitrary, mm-hmm. nothing, standard TK Books women's thing ever. Yeah. And then, what's the other one we've got? There's like we've the got Swerve the match. Darby Allen, Nick Wayne versus Swerve. Yeah, and, and like, Fox. isn't All In like a three-hour or four-hour pay-per-view? Or is it... Sorry, Darby Allen's thing. Uh, yes. it will, yeah, it'll go four hours. It'll be a chunky boy. So like, yeah. we've got loads more to fill out. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, it just feels so weird that it's so empty right now. But like in regards to those things where it's like if I run them down, it doesn't feel remotely complete. And I'd have to hope that's intentional. Yeah. I have to hope there's something else coming along. My issue like two weeks ago, which I, by the way, felt was a reasonable amount of time, but I was then told subsequently, no, no, no there's X <laughs> hours left. And I was like, He's well, got a plan. Yeah. Like, um, was it wasn't so much match graphics. I'm not, comp- I, I like WWE, but I'm not completely patient, mm. right? right. I like match graphics and I like confirmation, but I wasn't even seeing a lot of teased directions. Mm. That has increased a little bit. There are a few direct, otherwise we wouldn't be talking about these things. You know, yeah. The guns and the young books wouldn't have a context unless it did, and mm-hmm. it does now. Um, but yeah, I think the lack of directions really hurt, and I guess that's maybe where some of these matches, uh, tonight at least, do have it. Because um, I guess like it's a weird thing, right, where like the default reaction to the six-man tag leaking was, oh, that's not like weighty enough, that's not strong enough, yes. that's not big enough. But it's weird because it should be. Like you're putting, if it was, like if I'm comparing it to other mediums and you had like, it was some big brawl between mm. three superheroes and three villains, that yeah. would be bigger, like by default bigger. Like, but it's not in this case. It somehow feels weaker. Um, and that's like a specific thing to wrestling or something. But it's yeah. like, if they do put the work in, like you said, they've, they're seeding it in terms of like the guns and the hardies and the bucks and everything. Over time, in another week or so, if we've had more explicit like showdown stuff, it can literally also... only be a week or so. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. But it's it's weird, right? Because they've got the they're doing that thing where they're filming Dynamite and Collision. Is it in Atlanta before All In? Uh, somewhere like that. I think it is Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. but they're doing the, the two for you. Yeah. They're, they're both, all going to be yeah. in the same building next. They're week, both yeah. on the same night and they're both pre-filmed yeah. or whatever. So like, mm-hmm. we'll be me and you and everyone else will be in London when whatever the final step towards this pay per view. We'll lands. not even see that final collision as a go home for All In. That's the we'll thing, right? Be pretty much on the way because me and my wife are going down. So we're like, we're going to try and like go to a hotel and get a Wi-Fi and see if we can watch Collision because that, that's what <laughs> that's we dedication. that's like the episode that leads into the finale yeah. so I'm like, well I need to watch that but it's like that's the thing it's like whatever they're going to do on those shows assumedly gives you the most propulsion mm-hmm. to go into the six man weights oh, I, I want all of all six of those guys to fight or whatever because yeah. at the minute it just feels obviously it's a leak so like it feels flat there's nothing to it but it's like 
is there a way to give it the weight of a singles bout, or is that just not doable because of the match type? Do you think the Young Bucks beat the guns? Is that is that the foregone conclusion element? Like it, the guns are so weird, man. Yeah. The amount of stuff they've just won. I just I never <laughs> I never got I, the best thing about the guns to me is the entrance. Obviously, that went viral anyway. Yeah, it's class, isn't I it? love that. Yeah. I'm not a guns fan. I don't know. If, I just no. don't care about them. I like, like them. I like them as part of this. I think Juice and Jay are great, mm-hmm. and like uh, like the Bang Bang Gang are a lot of fun, right? But and I think the guns have maybe found their place as like the wacky mates of mm. two pretty wacky people, especially in Juice. They definitely like, go with so, Juice, yeah. Yeah, so like I, I think they found their their fit, but I think here they're they're there to lose. It's a weird thing but, with the Bucks because like the first time they let like, they, I, if you're the Bucks, I mean like Matt said this on the being the elite stuff, he's like, oh, I, I love the Hardys, grew up idolizing them yeah. and everything else. And I was like, well, you probably want to lose to them then because like you might as well. It's mm. your idols and everything else. Um, and then they did like that first time. Then they beat them the second time. So with the Bucks, I'm like, are you then? on another winning streak because you still need to keep your win-loss ratio pretty high. Like, not that yeah. that's the only two matches they've done with the Hardys, but, like, in general, the Bucks like, are, like... The big title match is coming up, so you should be yeah. looking your best kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. in mm-hmm. theory, there's... Yeah, yeah, like, in terms of, like, power ranking, there's no way they can lose this because they're about to go into Wembley and fight the other best team in the world. So, like, they would have to win. The rankings. Unless the guns do some heel stuff. The rankings were good, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> the I can never keep track of them, but, yeah. yeah um, Someone will do a roll-up and it'll be like, oh. We've talked a lot on this podcast about... <laughs> um, Actually, I'm just going to breeze through something because we've gone long, but I've enjoyed this conversation more than just previewing Dynamite. Okay. Just really quickly, before yes. we get onto a couple of big other things on this show, Darby Allen and Nick Wayne are taking on the Gate of Agony. That obviously is another runoff of this upcoming Darby Allen Sting versus Swerve and AR Fox. Yes. Um, just your thoughts in general. Like, this feels like obviously uh, a win for Darby Allen and Nick Wayne. Mm-hmm. The Gates of Agony are, you know, dangerous dudes, but they're there to be beaten. What's your. Thoughts on the introduction of Nick Wayne, yep. the uh, Swerve and AR Fox um, home video, video <laughs> nasty uh, beatdown of Nick Wayne. There's a little tea cozy on his head. Inclusion of Sting <laughs> last week. Like, where, where's your, we talked about excitement. It's a double coffin match at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Where's your feeling? Where's your excitement? Where's your buzz for that? And what's your thoughts about how they've arrived at that? It's Well, it's not there for one. I mean, I, d- ah. I don't care about Nick Wayne. Right, okay. I don't know why I'm supposed to. Like, I think mainly because AW has such a roster problem. Swerve has a problem with not finishing off the Keith Lee stuff. That was so dangled yeah, and just given up weird, on. Yeah. So then for him to pivot into, oh, now I really care about Derby and this random dude who like got a promo package now he's in or whatever. Mm. One, I wanted the, the finale to the Swerve Keith Lee stuff. That's what I'm actually, I care about that way more than AR Fox is his mate and now he's evil with him or whatever. Yeah. So that's just kind of been discarded. So like my week to week brain is like, are we not going to resolve that first? Like that was always a thing. Yeah, that's all this started. Yeah. And the other thing is just, just Nick, I don't need another action Andretti. I don't need another dude. Like, just there's someone else to keep track of who's just, well, they're adding to this. Like, yeah. just, can you not boot the women more? Like, just, <laughs> can you boot the people who we've been watching? Like, where, like, Miro finally came back out and, like, is fighting Hobbs or whatever. Like, mm. but people like Miro, Thunder Rosa kind of returned. We saw her backstage, hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. Like, stuff like that, where I'm like, why are you giving me more new people that I don't care about? You can make me care about them, mm-hmm. but I cared about 50 other people that you've just <laughs> ignored. Sean Spears came back, disappeared again. Yeah. Like, just stuff like that. The elite can barely get any screen time. So, it's like, oh, Hangman, where the hell's Hangman? Yeah. Why is Nick Wayne getting a Wembley match <laughs> and Hangman doesn't? What is that? Like that, that I can't not, but for my lens, it's that. It's That's why right. are you not yeah. taking care of your obvious people who got me watching in the first place? And then you're just like, nah, there's this new dude. And I'm like, okay, sh- sure. Action Andretti's impressive. It's like, and then I'm sure Nick Wayne's like, fine. Didn't blow me away. Yeah. I, there's like, a, there's a million dudes like him. Like, I don't know. I just was like, I just want more of, I want the main characters back, to be honest. That's well, look. Like, you know, 
I was ready to tee up you dropping another pipe bomb and then just did one anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's it's time to get to it, and you've kind of mentioned it there uh, um, in the exact tones it deserves, quite honestly. <laughs> but uh, we've got, a, you know, a high-stakes match, but there's absolutely loads on this Dynamite, and there's still only one women's match. Yep. Um, the winner goes to All In, the last place in the, the four-way for the women's title. It's the Bunny versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. <sighs> Um, look, it ha- I, I, mm, it's yeah. pointless me asking you. I think it's pointless me asking you who you think is going to win. Well, I really want Bunny to win, right? Just because I don't want the obvious thing to happen again, right? But so the element of surprise would really help. This. Yeah. And then Britt Baker is suddenly so you've suddenly got Sheeda as the defending champion, Bunny as a total wild card, mm-hmm. and two outcasts. But like Sheeda, yeah. she just won. It was a huge deal for her to win, like yeah. in front of a crowd for the for this time. That's awesome. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. I really like Sheeda, so that's cool. Then you book her in a, a like a four way match thing where it's oh well, Tony gets a slot because she needs a rematch anyway, so it's like one of the slots is already taken up and then uh, Sky Blue loses and then now it's like Bunny against Brit and I'm like yeah. well probably Brit's going to win because she wins everything and then she's <laughs> going to win the match at Wembley like that's so boring you really feel it do you not think Soraya you know they do, they do a hometown thing or they uh, like I, I don't know what the wrestling community thinks of Soraya but I Terrible. You're not a fan. No. Tony Storm's new shtick, you into that? Massively into that. Yeah. Yeah, I want her to do way more of the whole, like, uh, Marilyn Monroe, Fallen Goddess thing. Like, that stuff's awesome. Like, the way that she used to do her promos when she was, like, doing more of the Outcast stuff was always kind of, like, not really her when you watch her in interviews. Like, Mm. she's way more, like, prissy and over the top in the backstage stuff. Yeah. You can massively lean into that and do the whole, like, am I not good enough for you kind of thing. Um, I hope that that's her breaking away from the Outcast. I think it is. I just hate all that stuff. I think this will be the. the end of it. I don't know if it's going to be acrimonious or it's just going to be that mm. she's completely lost it, that her and uh, Saraya and Ruby find themselves on a dynamite and mm-hmm. Tony Storm ends up sticking on collision in this singular role. Yeah, I think just for me it was like the outcast like because I don't have the frame of reference for Saraya at all or yeah. Paige or whatever. I, just, I don't have that frame of reference so I, I was told she was incredible. She came in, she was like terrible on the mic like those first mm. few times matches never didn't get booked for anything for ages yeah. that match that she just did was way better but it's still not anything like mm-hmm. in terms of that's going to blow me away or anything and then Ruby I thought has been a massive letdown considering how much she was talked about I think she'll get a massive reaction my gut feeling is Probably. she'll be received as maybe the top baby face in the match maybe I, just, I don't know but yeah. I, I think maybe it's Wembley. a weird thing as well with uh, Brit because I always thought they were seeding way more with Brit and Jamie like oh, that was, was absolutely the move, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like the whole thing. And like they we went, we went talking to each other, and then now they were, and then whatever. And then Hater became champ, but then Britt was holding the belt. She wouldn't we let all kind of fantasy booked the outcasts versus the homegrowns thing, mm. ending with Britt turning on the homegrowns just basically to turn on right. Jamie Hater. Yeah, and maybe, anything maybe like that would have been interesting. But it's, that seems to have just fallen away, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like I've really... Hater's injury is a shame. And, massive, you know, massive shame. Like, I, I hope that she just comes out at Wembley anyway just to... Just smash, to the, smash the music. Say hi. Else. Yeah. yeah. It's great Same with Pac. Like, just any of the English people or whatever. Like, they've you know, it's the biggest show. Why not have them all there just to do crowd spots or something? Give them a smile and wave. Yeah. Um, speaking of people that I personally am very concerned won't make the Wembley card, mm. Jeff Jarrett <laughs> is uh, in action in a... Well, uh. this is our world's colliding, right? Uh. Because Jeff Jarrett is in a match, my world, to promote a video game. <laughs> Your world. <laughs> Jeff Hardy is kind of my world as well. It is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. So it's yep. a Texas death match, but it's around the uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Yeah, the new game, yeah. Um, against Jeff Hardy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, Jarrett doesn't, like, I would say this as a, just an unashamed Jeff Jarrett apologist. Uh, From the day he came in, I was excited, but many people were not. He doesn't, really, he doesn't really miss an AEW. He, he's convinced like, me, though. Like, I, I wasn't Yeah, he's won like a lot of not. people. He didn't need to ever win me over, but he's won a lot of people over. Um, Texas Deathmatch, obviously, we've seen, like, the bar is pretty high for Texas <laughs> Deathmatch in AEW. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't think... I think you're going to say the bar's pretty high just for Jeff Jarrett matches. Well, I mean, he doesn't sky, miss, so it's, I it's sky high. But, uh... <laughs> I want to see Jeff Hardy wearing a guitar in this. Um, I don't expect Jarrett to win, 
Right. Um, I, I, should Leatherface be rocking? Like, I don't know how much integration they'll do. Like, AW's got a very mixed history with, um, mm. like, ad integration. And I always think about the Rick and Morty ring posts. And the, remember that. when they used the um, the dragons for the Game of Thrones night as a big shark, shark week shark thing as well? Where yeah. they put the JS in a shark cage and stuff. So there's a, it's been some ups and downs <laughs> with the sort of the, uh, the, co- the corporate synergy with AW. So I don't Will know. Will there be a chainsaw? That's the question. Feels like there has to be. Yeah. I could see Jeff Jarrett, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Hardy. Doing the famous like closing scene of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I could see him swinging that chainsaw yeah, around yeah. in his kind of like crazy vibe, mm. and then I don't know, like Satnam Singh boots him in the gut and was, takes uh, it away. I like, wonder if because um, I think Jeff, I think Jeff's going to win this. I think uh, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's going to win this. All right, okay. just because uh, Hardy's the Jeff Hardy's the weirdest returning dude. Sure is. Like I just I'm not. And he, he did he did two wisp in the wind things the other week mm. um, against the Bucks and like the first one was great I was like, oh you actually turned in midair you did it well like that's yeah. cool and then the second one he sort of like fell too fast and it just looked like he landed really painfully oh yeah and he's always holding his stomach in his back he's an awkward like, guy to watch we always joke about how the Swanton bomb now is all about the person taking it that yes. is just full body contact full weight of the body landing yeah. hard on them <laughs> he just gets up and he's like oh my back yeah. I'm like oh mate it looks bad but like yeah so I don't necessarily think he's going to come out of this looking very strong I think <laughs> he's kind of just up for getting hit with a bunch of stuff. Stuff and doing yeah. like fun hardy compound type stuff because that's what the match graphic kind of looks like. I know it's yeah, like yeah, that's a the point. It could be a cinematic thing. I assume it? yeah. it's like that. Aye. And then I think when you said about one of them ending by just sort of whirling around holding the chainsaw, I imagine that'll be uh, Sanjay because just like at Sanjay, the end, don't, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's he's up for something like that. Jarrett's lost and he's just going absolutely yeah, just spinning it, around yeah. or whatever. I I do think Jarrett will win. I don't know why, but I just, they always seem to win everything. So I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just feel like they'll do some heel stuff, and there's more of them than there are just Jeff, Asaya, Asaya, and uh, Matt. So I think if they end up having like a big brawl, yeah. then maybe that's how that goes down. Jeff Jarrett's been winning the industry for like four decades at this yeah. point. Why stop now? <laughs> um, speaking of somebody who's been winning for a long time, and again, uh, at the moment at least, and I feel like this will all be different after Dynamite, mm. an inexplicable omission from Wembley, considering it, he is the <clears throat> international champion. Yes. Uh, Orange Cassidy, arguably the best champion in all of wrestling at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunther in WWE is the Intercontinental Champion, might argue that case, but right. it's been an incredible run. It has been an absolutely incredible run in the weeks and months and the defences where we have been on the hook. Jarrett was one. Mm-hmm. Um, Swerve was another. There have been so many contenders where you've been able to talk yourself into thinking, well, here it comes. That like big Orange Royale Cassidy's, was a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Orange Cassidy's look has run out. He's got yet more tape on his back, on his mm-hmm. hand, on whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet it runs and runs. Mm-hmm. Um to me, Wheelie uh, doesn't have that. I don't have that feeling in my guts that tonight Orange Cassidy's number is up. I hope not. This feels like it has to exist to build something to Wembley. But to get back to us whinging about this show that we're excited to attend, <laughs> my nervousness is around this Orange Cassidy, John Moxley stuff to feed into yet another six-man, yet another trios. Is it going to be um, the trio of the BCC mm. versus, for example, Orange Cassidy and the Lucha Brothers? Can or- I... Or, you know, there's been discussion of Eddie Kingston being the Lucha's third man in a BCC match, because if you remember last week, of course, Claudio pulled the mask off Penta and all yes. that kind of... None of this is the is the match. None of, Moxley versus Kingston is the match. That. Moxley versus Cassidy, maybe, for the belt, is yeah, sort of the match. Yeah. The, the, the multi-mans are not the match. Nah, I don't think so. I, I mean, the, Kingston versus Mox would be incredible. I mean, again, that's immediately, like, I don't know who's going to win. That's got so much yeah. to it. That's great. I want to ask you, uh, before we get into that, that, what do you think of the BCC? What do you, do they I don't like them. for you? No. Right, so I am. Um, they are an idea that should be the biggest home run in mm-hmm. wrestling that no longer feels like it has a purpose. I, we, we kind of, me and Sidge happened upon a thing where if you really were to trace back the BCC, 
has it, this sounds harsh and it sounds like we're just in firing off like hot takes without thought. <laughs> has the BCC ever lived up to its full potential mm. like at the end of the day? So you see for the first time that Snake William Regal bringing together John Moxley and Brian Anderson after an awesome fight mm. and making them like a super tag team and you're just ready to run through walls for these mm. two guys, mm. right? And then they get this guy, this terminally underused... Kevin Owens calls him a human horse, like <laughs> polymath of a wrestler. There's not anything he can't do in Claudio. All of this on paper and in your mind, Palace, mm. is just the greatest ever. That match with Uter and Mox was incredible Moxley's as well. bleeding Uter in through mm. their incredible series. Mm-hmm. I think Sidgwick called that his AW match of the year last year. It might be mine as well, yeah. Like, but that story, you have bled with us. The way that they like were kind of um, like offering Daniel Garcia the spot mm. and he elected to stay as a sports entertainer. I don't know if it's because they always lose the big feuds. <laughs> so, like, as baby faces they lost the JAS, mm. as heels they lost to the uh, elite, mm-hmm. and fans back winners. I don't know if it was a noble effort to try and make John Moxley a credible heel, but he's just simply too beloved that he can't do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the scattershot booking that you talked about at the start of this podcast uh, really affects how they fit into the, the AW model mm. because you get the BCC more than you don't, mm-hmm. but they're one of the few acts that almost allow you to get bored of them. They, they, I would say they're boring. And, like, yeah. and I just, I don't think they've ever lived up to the potential that was on paper. They should be like that whole idea. Cause they, I feel like they ran in on a couple of weeks ago and it's like, they should be this like ever present sort of force that yeah. you don't really know when they're going to strike and they strike hard and they leave wounds and they take people out and whatever. And that's what mock, I believe mocks can do that. Yeah. I do not believe that Claudio and Yuda are like hard men, like strong, yeah. strong, but mm-hmm. like they're going to rip your face off. Like mocks would bite your nose off. Like <laughs> I don't buy Claudio's a nice dude. Like yeah. he looks nice. He looks mm-hmm. like you could just have to shake his hand. He's a nice man. As a group, they're supposed to be the people you don't want to yeah. look at the pub. It should be th- Kingston and Mox would make a better combat club. Mm-hmm. Like it should be rough and tumble. And they like, were as baby faces. Yeah, exactly. They were, just, they were there like, fighting for you. They were bad yeah. men, but they were fighting a good fight. And they, but yeah. it was believable. Kingston's so believable. I just don't buy Claudio and I don't buy you. Every time Yuta talks, it kills whatever promo <laughs> they put. Like, I love you as a wrestler, but whenever he tries to be hard, it just doesn't work for me at all. Yeah. Um and it's like every promo is the same, and it's like just the 50 different ways of saying that we're gonna make you bleed, like sure. Yeah. Like they don't really mean more than that, other than just that. initially it was that wrestling versus sports entertainer thing and whatever. But yeah, for me, they don't work. So when it's just, you know, they're applying stakes from there, it's just, then Mox is more interesting as a solo. Like, um, I forget who was calling that out when it started about the idea of Mox and Danielson being better as solo rather than being mm. together. Um, but yeah, I would much rather have a Mox versus Hangman thing. Uh, Orange Cassidy to beat Wheelie tonight then. I and hope so. What's like, with the pieces as they are rather than fantasy booking, mm. What would be our ideal outcome for all of this at Wembley? Well, I think in, in that case, like I would have Orange beat Yuta, and then then, then I don't know who you put him up against at Wembley, but he would lose at Wembley. Mox? Uh, yeah, I don't feel like Mox, because the international title, when they named it that and gave it to Pac, you then didn't see him for weeks, but you did see the packages of him like being all these different yes. countries and stuff. And I was yeah. like, cool, like you're out there doing this. I don't buy, like Mox is, an, is incredible. Like, mm. He's just like such a good dude for AEW, but he needs to be there for BCC. So I think if he just went on a tour of the world with the international championship, I just don't, I doesn't feel like a fit for him. No. That feels more like Claudio's thing to do, or maybe you. And he kind of, you kind of, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just feel like you need to do something big with Orange, and if he's going to lose, assumedly it, it should be at Wembley. Yeah. I love Orange's champ, so I don't want that to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love when he even won the Battle Royal thing by just like kicking Swerve's hand or whatever. It's been amazing. It's great. Yeah. So I don't want that to end, and I especially don't want it to go to Utah, unless you do some sort of BCC title collector thing where they just, they get everything. But I would, I'd want Mox to get 
not necessarily the FTW belt, but <laughs> if they just got all the belts, then maybe you could take uh, all those random ones as well. Well, I mean, we've covered an absolutely stacked dynamite. <laughs> I feel like we've kind of covered, we've got a lot off our chest about yeah. uh, Wembley as well. And I hope if you listen either from the UK or in America, I guess, or from people in Europe that are traveling to the show. <laughs> and there's, there are so many takes, hot, cold and otherwise, about all in and mm. about AEW's direction all that night. It's been really fun to have this catch up with you. Um, yeah. We might try and do it again later this week. I'm game for whatever you want. We'll see what we can sneak in. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want, uh, if people want to uh, either slide into DMs <laughs> or just abuse you <laughs> on X, where can they do that, Scott? On the EX, um, find me at slash LP89, but expect a lot of video game stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, you're a worthwhile follow. Even Thank you. you. Know, and even when the wrestling takes are just bonus ones, they're still spicy. I like doing little wrestling ones, and it's like five people go, eh, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, you five people follow me for wrestling stuff. And now while you're here, games. Yeah, yeah, just I'll games love, as well. I love it. All the good stuff. Uh, you can get me at Michael Hamlet. You can get all of us at What Culture WWE and What Culture Gay GC. Uh, I believe it's WC Gaming. But if you search What Culture Gaming on search X, X on you'll X. find it. You'll find us. Um, and until next time, we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 